Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, Pastor Naveed Kazimi shared a message about the importance of walking in holiness. This was such a powerful message and one you don't want to miss. just one instruction from the Lord today, and it's about the offering, and the rest is a free-for-all, so it's going to be good, so when they're ready, we'll, we'll pray for that, and then we'll get started, okay? All right, and there's a point when, when, when people who are anointed to preach, a shift happens, and then it's no longer the person, it's the Spirit of God, so when you notice that, pay close attention to everything you hear, because words will be given to each one of you. Words will be given that relate to each one of your lives, okay? That's what the Spirit of God does. He takes a vessel and he uses it to lift up the people around him, okay? While, while she's coming, I just want to honor my wife, Nikki June. Yeah. Come yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful. Want to say anything? I'm so grateful to be here and with my husband and... Honestly, like, this is the best, best moment for me. And the day one that I came to this place, and I do not know God, and here I am today, five years ago, and today is the day as a moment that I'm so grateful and thankful for Pastor John, Pastor Victoria. Have the heart and love and caring for everyone. Thank you so much. All the glory to the Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. We love you all. Thank you. Amen. Good for you, girl. Good for you. All right, hallelujah, Lord. So we just thank you for what's been sown in this house, God. May you bless it and multiply it to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, specific instructions about that. You don't have to stay here if you don't want. Um, do, we, do we in this house have a widow or a single mom? Who are widows and single moms in this house? Widows and single moms. Are you the only one? Widows and single moms. Don't worry. You can put your hand up if you're a widow or a single mom. It's not embarrassing. Okay. Out of the widows and single moms in the house... Who is struggling financially here? And that's okay if you are too. Who's having a tough time? Anybody in this place? You. Farah. Okay. Amen. Pastor John, with your permission, whatever is the portion for us for the offering, if we can give it to Miss Farah over there. Is that okay? Is that okay? That's for you. That's for you. That's for you. Amen. And I think the reason for that is because we pray for revival, right? Who wants revival? <laughs> ah, yeah. All right, revival has responsibility. Revival is not a joke. Revival is going back to the way things used to be. Revival is going back to the glory of the church when Jesus left and poured out his spirit. And right in the beginning, in the book of Acts, they said, find seven men full of the spirit and give them charge to distribute to the widows and to those who are in need, right? And so what was happening? 
In chapter 4 of the book of Acts, they sold their land and they brought it and put it at the apostles' feet. And the people who were lying about it, the Holy Spirit took their life. And so that's what revival looks like. There's a reverence and there is an understanding of what the will of God was. And the will of God is that we are family. And the will of God is that none of you would lack because God is a God of abundance. And he's given to some more and to some less with the expectation that those who have more would give to those who don't have. John the Baptist, right at the beginning, before Jesus even began his ministry, said, if you have two tunics, give to the one who has none. There's always been a demand of God for you to share what you have with other people. Because the world is not fair. Because Satan is not fair. And unfortunately, and this is nothing against anybody in this room, but unfortunately, some of us live in great luxury and some of us live paycheck to paycheck with lots of worry and anxiety and that should not be. And if you want the heart of revival, if you want the heart of revival, revival is the heart of God. And the heart of God is that we're family is that we're equals, is that we should not lack, is that we should all have equal. That's why it says that none of them lacked anything because it was distributed. And so we pray for revival and I'm all for revival and I'm going to be involved in for revival. There's no doubt in my heart about that at all, but there's responsibility in revival. And that responsibility is the opposite of selfishness. It's selflessness. And so you have to be prepared to be selfless. You have to be prepared to take what you have and give to others. So that is the only instruction and only word I have for tonight from the Lord. And so I release it to you. May you be blessed by it and may you learn what God is trying to teach in this house. Because we're all accountable to what we have. God says be good stewards of what you have, right? He gives and he says it's better to give than to receive. And he says with the same hand you give, with the same hand pressed down, running over, God will give to you amen and God wants to give to you amen and God wants to bless your life amen and he says if I can't bless you if I can't trust you with worldly things filthy lucre he says use filthy lucre so that you can gain friends for yourself in eternity he says use your money to win souls use what you have to win souls so that you will have friends in eternity the people who are grateful that you save them so use it to win souls and so God is absolutely abundantly clear with us, his heart and the way he wants the church to be. And that is that there would be none who lack. Amen? Amen. Amen. Please receive that word because you're responsible for it. The Bible says if you did not know, and that's why when you get preachers who are full of the spirit, you have to... Really pay attention to what they say because Jesus said to the Pharisees, you hear and you say you know so you're accountable to what you heard. You're accountable now. You're accountable now. And the disciples understood that. And so in the word of God it says that you cannot, if you see your brother is in need, say to him, go and be on your way. The Lord bless you. 
when you have the means to help him, when you have the means to help her and to take her out of her struggle, to take him out of his need. And that's why he says, if you can't love someone you see, how can you say you love God? You know, revival means no more hypocrisy. Revival means no more Christian jargon. The re revival means no more, oh, what feels good for me, and oh, that was a good service. No, revival means responsibility. And we're praying for revival because we want our families to be saved because we're too lazy to pull up and change and save them. Because God says that salvation is for you and your entire household. Your entire household. As far as they are. But we want revival a lot of the times because we don't want to do it. We want the spirit of God to do something. You are the one that has to do something. Amen. I haven't even prayed yet. I want to pray. Father, God bless you. Okay. You had the courage to put up your hand and so you got the blessing. There's no shame. There's no shame. There's absolutely no shame. I remember there was days where I used to go to church and I had 25 cents to put in the offering. And now, I don't need money from anyone. I just want to give it away. Let's pray. Amen. Yes, Holy Spirit, thank you. It's not by our power, not by our strength, not by our wisdom, not about our intellect, not about our gifting, not about our talent, but it's by the Spirit of the living God. Holy Spirit, your presence is here. I honor that. I honor you. I understand that nothing anyone has in this room that is any good for them came from anywhere but you. Same for me. If I have the mic at this house, you gave me the opportunity. I didn't fight for it. I didn't struggle for it. You gave it. And so I give you the honor and the praise. I ask you with all my heart, according to the dream that the man of this house received from you, today the power of God, the fire of God that brings deliverance, healing, restoration, revival shall be in this house and people shall be touched by you, Holy Spirit, because that is your will, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please excuse me while I drink some water. Thank you very much. Amen. The Lord is here, yeah? The Bible says that in the Old Testament that when they ministered unto the Lord, excellent musicians were playing music in the background. I know Helena works really hard here. Do we have someone that's very excellent at the piano that can play while I minister? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, anybody that wants to do it, just go on up and receive a blessing from the Lord. You don't do it for me, you do it for God. Yeah. 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 Have a seat and, and play your heart out. You guys know that, right? Who's read First Chronicles? It talks about that. It talks about how skillful, excellent musicians ministered while they were ministering to the Lord, played while they ministered to the Lord. And so I appreciate if you just start playing. Something very, very kind of, yeah. Amen. Amen.
I honor you for this honor that you've given me. I thank you, Pastor John, Pastor Victoria. There are men and women of God who truly understand what God's heart is to build, to invest in, to raise up people for God. People who will stand aside, who will stand apart, and who will do a mighty work for the kingdom of heaven. Who will forsake their own desire. You must forsake your own desires. You must let go of the things you hold on to. And seek after the will of God for your life. That is the only way to be a true servant of God. That is the only way to bring the glory of God on the face of the earth. To let go of the world. To let go of your emotions. To let go of your hurts. To let go of your pains. To let go of what they've done to you. To let go of what your will is. To let go of what you desire. And to seek the face of God with all your heart. That's the heart of revival. That's the heart that God is looking for. There's no other way. There's no other way. Men have tried it for so long. Women have tried it for so long. They're talented. They're gifted. They're able. But no revival. No glory. Sure, God moves in the midst. Sure, he's there. Blessing. That's why he says, you'll come to me and you'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? So he's there in the midst because his people are important to him. You are important to him. And he'll show up and he will bless the people. But no revival. But no glory. Why? It's a high cost. It's a high cost. That's why he says you have to give up everything. Your children. Your parents. Your wife. Your life. And pick up the cross. There is no other way. There is no other way. I want to share a little bit about the heart of God for you. The heart of a father for you. He doesn't want you broken. He doesn't want you hurting. He doesn't want you lonely. He doesn't want you scared. He doesn't want you worried. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you oppressed. He doesn't want you dragging along. He wants you in victory. He wants you in strength. He wants you in joy. He wants you in power. He wants you with your head lifted high. With the glory of God upon you. 
He wants your eyes to be full of love every time you look upon someone. Full of peace in your heart. Full of joy in your bones. That's what he made you for. That's what he saved you for. That's what he sent his son for. Saving you was just the beginning of the journey. Your salvation was the foot of the mountain. He said, climb up. Climb up to the top of the mountain and see the face of the living God. But who can ascend? Who can climb the mountain of the Most High God? Clean hands. A pure heart. A tongue that is not deceitful. Blessed are those who are pure of heart, for they shall see the face of God. He saved you to see his face. He saved you to encounter his presence. He saved you to show you glory. To show you victory. He saved you to release you from bondage. And so the Lord said, the Spirit of God is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. You are the poor who have become rich by the Spirit of God that dwells within you. To set the captives free. So why are so many of you captive? Why are so many in chains? When God's heart bleeds and tears and cries, but there's no one to catch his tears. There's no one to comfort him. And you say, God, where are you in my struggle? God, where are you in my pain? He's right there with you. Tearing with you. Crying with you. Wailing with you. And so the word of God says, when you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps you with groanings. Because ah! he's there with you. Come on. Why? Why? There's one answer. There's one reason. You have not yet beheld the beauty of your God. You have not yet beheld the glory of the Lord. You have not yet tasted of the sweet waters that he gives. You have not yet experienced the touch of the Holy Spirit of God. 
Because I assure you, from experience, one touch, one encounter with the Spirit of the living God, one moment in the presence of a holy God, with the fire of the Holy Spirit upon His people, you can never be the same again. You will never want to be the same again. You will never go back to vomit and you will never go back to where you came from. Because nothing can compare to the beauty of the Lord your God. Men who forsake everything. Women who abandon everything. Aren't special. They're not different. They're regular old people with struggles just like you, with problems just like you, with spiritual attack just like you, with difficulties just like you. But they became so desperate. They became so hungry. God, 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 I'm knocking on your door. I don't have strength anymore. God, who are you? Knock and the door will be opened. And he came and they saw his beauty. And nothing was the same. Nothing can be the same when you encounter the beauty of God. In Matthew, Jesus says, ask and you will receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And you read on. But in your first introduction, you think it's your physical needs. Because he doesn't say anything of the Spirit. And then you read. And you read another book called Mark. And then you read the book of Luke. And he says it again. And you know what the difference now is? Seek Anyone who asks for the Spirit of God shall receive it. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. Yeah. Organ style. Can you give me organ style? Amen. Helena. You're awesome in this house. I honor you. You are a true worshiper. You're so used to giving today. Just receive a bit. God has big plans for your life, Elena. Hallelujah. Wow. 
It was always supposed to be spiritual things you seek. It was never meant to be your physical needs. Because he had also said, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added to you. Because he also said, you can't stop one hair from going white. So why are you worried? Why are you worried? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I got a lot of white hair. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's laughing. And it's true, I could not stop any of them from going white. <laughs> no, it still went white. Matthew, he starts to give hints. I believe that there's nothing that God does that's a mistake. And I know that he uses men. And maybe there was better ways for them to do it. But nonetheless, this was the way it was given to us. At least in our time. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And so Matthew, he says... Seek and you will find. Knock, ask, receive. Knock, your door will be open. And then later on he says, seek first the kingdom. But then when you get into Luke, he says, anyone who seeks and asks, God will give his spirit to them. It was always about spiritual things. Unless you start asking, for spiritual things you will not receive spiritual things unless you start spending your time with God seeking him alone you will not encounter the beauty that can change your life unless you commit that nothing is important for you but to behold his face you won't receive it today something incredible happened in worship helena for me i share with you how you blessed me today helena and so may the lord bless your life amen We were singing Yeshua and I just started to laugh and cry and all I could say to the Lord is one day I will see the beauty of your face. Maybe not today, maybe not on the earth if he doesn't show it to me. But one day there will no longer be distance between me and my beloved God. There will no longer be days of prayer. Where are you God? Where is your presence? Because I can stand in his presence and behold the glory of the beauty of God. And no one can take it from me. And no one can disturb me. And no one can take him away because he died to give me his face. He died to give me that presence. He died that I could be in his presence forever. 
And the Bible says, now we know in part, but then we shall know in full. He wants you to behold the beauty of who he is. I know trials come. I know testings come. I know attacks of the enemy come in your life. But God, the Spirit of God, when you behold Him, when His glory rests upon you, you will mount up on a wing like eagles. It's not just poetry. It's not just clever rhyming. It is the cry of the Spirit of God for His people that they should not fall, that they should not be weary, that they should not be broken but that they should be in the power and the glory of God upon the face of the earth. Because he took the keys of death. He took the keys of Hades. And he gave it on to his people. And he gave it on to his church. And he said, if you build your house on the rock, no matter what storm comes your way, no matter what kind of winds are in your life, no matter what the enemy forms against you as a weapon, no matter what tongue rises up against you in judgment, no matter what the devil brings like a flood in your life, God and the standard of God in your life shall take you right through it. And they will look upon you and they will give glory to your Father in heaven. They will give glory to your Father in heaven, whether they know it or they don't. You want to be free? You want to experience power? You want to experience the Spirit of God? Amen. God is not like us. He says, my ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. He will not be manipulated by us. He will not be fooled by us. He will not be moved into emotions and pity and sympathy. He is holy. Holy, holy. He has a way. He has a method. Nothing else. My people perish, Jack, from a lack of of this 
of the Word of God. You see, a holy God will not change for you or for me or for us or for his church or for the world or for the angels. He will not change for anyone. You must change. You must change for him. He never lies. He is not man that he would lie. When he says to you, I desire you to be in good health as your soul prospers. He's not lying. When he desires you to be free, he's not lying. When he desires your countenance to be full of joy and peace, he is not lying. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. He did not lie to you. And he will not change his word for you. His voice, his word, it speaks and it accomplishes what it's meant to do. It does not return void. Everything he said for your life for your children, for your family, for your service, for your work, for your testimony. It's all true. He never lies. So what's the problem? You. Israel was the reason they wandered but they blamed God for it they didn't accept it he does not lie to you his desire is that you seek him it's better that I go away it's better that I go away So that the Spirit of God, the promised Holy Spirit, the Counselor, the Comforter can guide you in all that I have taught and said. He gave you His Spirit. He gave you His Word. And he expects you to be 
mature about it. He expects you to understand he will not change for you. He's made a way for you to experience it all. Whatever your struggle in life, whatever your burden before God, whatever your mountain, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing in your life, He has made a way for you to overcome. It's up to you to seek Him for that wisdom, to seek Him for that knowledge. To seek him for that understanding. To seek him for his counsel. Seven spirits of God around the throne. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom. Knowledge. Understanding. Counsel. Power. And fear of God. Most of them are related to intellect, to finding things out, to reasoning things according to God. He did not give His Holy Ghost so that you can lay hands on people and they fall over. He is not so shallow about who He is. He did not give His Spirit so that you can put your hand on the sick and they be healed. Because what if that sickness for a time is necessary? His ways are not our ways. He did not give His Spirit so that you could run around fighting devils all day. Though all of what I mentioned are a part of what the Spirit of God does. And God gets great glory in it when it's done the right way. But the Spirit of God is for you to learn all that Jesus spoke. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. That you would know who He is. That you would know his kingdom ways. That you would know the principles that govern the universe that you dwell in. The place in which you were born into. That you could understand the way it's supposed to be according to his desire. So seek wisdom for your condition. Seek understanding of your struggle. Seek counsel from the living God that you may know how to change your circumstance. Because when he created Adam, he said, it's yours, take dominion. You must take dominion in your life. You must take control of your life.
you must take control of the spiritual environment of your home of your family of your business of your church it's not a hand me down said when i was a child i thought like a child but when i grew up i think like a man all of the sounds and the gongs without love is nothing all the prophecies and fathoms of the universe without love is nothing sell everything give your body to the fire without love is nothing what does that mean it means for god character is more important than the powers and things that come in knowing god your character your struggle is to build your character your pain is to build your character your tears are allowed to build your character to be formed in the image of the son of god is the ultimate will of god for your life and if you need to go through pain so be it if you need to go through struggle so be it but it's not his will for you it's not his desire for you It's not his heart for you. His heart is your glory. That's why he cries with you. He comforts you. That's why he says I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's why he says if you fall 7 times I'll pick you up eight. That's why he says when you go out and you come in all you need to do is wash your feet. To understand. He is so good to us. He has put so much in place so that his character would not go under judgment for your mistakes in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? In his wisdom, he has made many ways to be beside you in your sin and your wrong and your shame and your brokenness. The main one, Jesus Christ coming to the earth, the spirit of God being given to you. He has made ways so that his name would not be under question before the angels and before Satan who has accused God and his brethren. He'll cry with you. He'll sit with you as long as it takes. As long as it takes. He won't change it. 
unless you understand what's going on. Until you understand why things are the way they are. Until you understand why it looks the way it does. And you get up. And you shake off yourself that which caused it. And you change your image to be a little more, more like Christ. A little more like Christ. He is love. Do you harbor anger? He is forgiveness. Do you harbor unforgiveness? He is mercy and compassion. Are you selfish in your ways? And you say, where are you? Don't you see me? Don't you hear me? Don't you see my pain, God? I don't belittle spiritual attack. I'm in one right now in my home, in my family. Of the worst kinds. But guess what? It doesn't bother me. I don't care. They're responsible for their own life. So I pray for them that they would change, that they would understand who God is that their hearts would be a bigger. God wants you in the freedom Jesus Christ had. He's designed his word over us in a way that when Jesus stepped into the place, the atmosphere changed. Same for you. He designed it for a way that you would go on your way without an extra tunic or a purse or a sword. Because God Many of you don't even know what that means yet. Many of you don't even understand what that means yet. It's foreign to you. And you think God treats others different than you? And you think God has favorites in the earth? He has no favorites. You're all his favorite. An individual expression of love that nobody else can mimic. Nobody else can copy. Alone, set apart, one in all of existence. There's no one else that can love God like you love Him. Of course you're His favorite. So why do some walk in victory? Why do some walk in glory? Why do some walk in the power of the Holy Ghost and others don't? It's their fault. It's their fault. 
This is revival. Accepting responsibility for what God has declared as true in the word. You are not to sin. You are not to be unforgiving. You are not to be sin in your anger. You are not to let the sun go down in your anger. You are not to seek after your own will and your own motives. You are not to use God for your own advantages. You are not to lie. You are not to steal. You are not to take from those who do not have. You are to give. You are to bless. You are to care for the world. You are called to be salt. You are called to be light. And when you're not, it's his word. When you are not, you miss out. It's not his fault. But he's so good that he'll sit with you in the darkest pit of life right beside you and many of you have experienced him there he was right there but life was the same after still why knowledge is power the knowledge of God is power in this world Power to overcome. Power to overcome. Everything that comes in your life. Everything that you face in your life. Every emotion. Every need. Every lack. He has made a way for you to overcome it. We are conquerors. We must conquer every mountain, every valley in life with the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, and the fear, and the power, and the Spirit of the Lord that God has given us through his Holy Spirit. Don't pray for things to change. You change. God does not take free will away from people. God does not take someone's will to disobey him from them. That's why he says that he does good to the bad and to the good. And that's why he says you should love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you could be like your father in heaven. He doesn't say that God will destroy them. God will annihilate them, humiliate them. won't take away their free will but he will teach you not to be affected by it he will teach you to have peace in it 
to have joy in it and to be a light to those who hurt you. The glory of God upon a person's life changes everything. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Clean hands. He will not be mocked by us. No matter how much he loves us. No matter how humble he shows himself to us. No matter how kind he is to us. He will not change who he is for us. You will not ascend the hill of God. You will not see the face of God with a dirty hand. With a sinful life. Though you have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Though you stand righteous before the blood of Jesus Christ. With an unpure heart and dirty hands. There is no ascending to higher greatness, higher glory and higher realms. There is no new levels and new devils to conquer. Unless you understand you're responsible to change yourself for God. He will not change himself for you. For any of us. All of heaven depends on him being the same yesterday, today, and forever. He must never change. He must stay true to himself. At the end of the day, he is the only one that matters. Look how beautiful life is. That we were born into a reality that God desired to make through love. Not through manipulation. Not through fear. Through love. He could have done something else. And none of you would have been able to say the difference. He must stay the same. He must be faithful to himself. There is a method. There is a way that life must be lived. He is holy. Holy. Holy God. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his holy name. He will not change. You change. You want your life to change? You want your circumstances to change? You change. Seek him for an answer. Seek him for wisdom. Seek him for understanding. Seek him for knowledge. And he will give. If you desire wisdom, ask God. Does he not say that? And don't doubt him that he wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you wisdom. 
He says, your enemy prowls around like a lion, roaring, looking to devour. Resist him and he will flee. But we open doors and we say, God, save me. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Seal it. Find if there's a hole. Seal it. Shut the windows. Do something. Brick it all up. And he will flee when he can't find his way in. I had a dream once. I was in a car. And on the light post, there was crows. But not crows. Satan in a crow. Eyes, beady red. Teeth, full of hatred. And murder was in him. And the windows were shut. And the car got hot. The heat represents the struggles of life. The realities that we face in a car with the doors and the windows closed for a long time. And as soon as I open the window, faster than the fastest hawk, it flew to stick its beak through the smallest crack. I woke up, the Lord said, if you give him an inch, He'll come. To me, if I give him an inch, he'll come. If you give him an inch, he'll come. He'll destroy what you want. He'll ruin what you're building. And you will cry out to God and say, Why did this happen, God? And he will say, I have already spoken. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I have already spoken that you will trample on snakes and scorpions. I have already spoken that the keys of death in Hades are given to my church. So why is it happening? God, take it away. Close the door. Who gave you a right to open the door? Who gave you the right to open the door? It's your lack of knowledge that opens the door. But you have been invited into the kingdom of God. Learn the principles of it. Learn the ways of the kingdom. Because you are priests and kings for the Lord God Almighty. You are not to be destroyed by the devil. And so he said to David, because of your sin, your enemies accused you in my presence, and yet no nation knew that David had counted the fighting men. 
Which enemy knew? Who came to accuse David in the presence of God? And so God says, because you have brought my name in question before your enemies, you must be judged. Three days, three months, three years. Don't open the door. Don't open the doors. God has made a way for you to triumph because the Bible says out from hell Jesus with a triumphant procession came out. He was the first. God, this is the heart of God. This is the heart of a father for his children. Oh, Jesus' people, Jesus' children. Don't get confused if I'm raising my voice. Don't get confused. This is not anger. This is not anger. God cries with you. I'll never forget sitting in my parents' kitchen. 4.35 in the morning I prayed God I want to know what your heart feels like you cannot find words for the sobbing you cannot find words for the agony the pain no matter how happy he is you're saying it there's billions that he loves like you and in his own house, they perish. They perish. God's people perish in sadness and brokenness and sin. And though their souls are saved, for he is a righteous and mighty God who keeps his word to you. And if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, you will be saved. But your life doesn't fit the image of kingdom of heaven. When are we going to realize it's our fault? When are we going to accept responsibility? When? He doesn't care so much about how good your service is. But he cares so much about your service if your heart is right. If you understand what he desires. Righteousness. Glory. Holiness. Be holy as I am holy. Set yourself apart from the things of this world. Turn away. Don't go back to the way you came. And you will experience the glory.
He's given you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you. The Holy Spirit wants to baptize your life. One is coming greater than me. Whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie. And he shall baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Remain in Jerusalem. Tarry until the promise of God comes upon you. And when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall receive power. And you shall be my witness. Follow me as I follow Jesus. A witness. Follow me as I follow Jesus. A witness. Why should I follow you? Let's make you guys laugh a little bit. So serious, Pastor Victoria. Ah. Why should I follow you? Don't you see God is with me? Don't you see him in every area of my life? Don't you see him in my character? I found him. I learned from him. I'm starting to look like him. Come on. What do you want? What do we want? What do you really want? Has he not said, I have given you all things, all spiritual things that you need to live this life of godliness? I love Jesus so He's the only one. He's the only one that treated me well and fair my whole life. He's the only one that's given me a chance again and again and again and again. And his heart towards me never changed. I have no education. I never graduated from high school. I never graduated from university. I never went to Bible college. But I met the Spirit of God. I met the Holy Spirit. The Pharisees took notice that these people 
walked with Jesus. But they were fishermen. They were unlearned people. They were shaggy, ragtag, bunch, commoners. I will use the fool to shame the wise. The humble to shame the proud. I was a fool. I was poor. Broken. Worth nothing. Not anymore. And it has nothing to do with money. It has absolutely nothing to do with what I have. For me to live is Christ. If I die, hallelujah, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I am so ready right now. I am so ready, God, to die now. I believe it so much. Oh, the Spirit of God has made heaven so real to me. And Jesus is so beautiful, though I've never beheld his face. I'm ready to die, but if I live right now, it's for Christ and it's for you, for the world. That's what he wants from all of us. All of us. Amen. very important you listen to everything I said. Nikki asked me there, what are you going to talk about? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> no, this is, this, this, is, this is really important for you to understand. When I'm weak, he's strong. It's not in my own power. He has to show up or it's just another sermon. He's not done here. He wants to touch his people. You should come to the altar. All of you should come. All of you should come. All of you. I stand with you at the altar. Just like the rest of you. We're not here for men. We're here for the Holy Spirit. You're not here for me. You're here for the Holy Spirit. You gotta continue, please. Yeah. 
everything we heard here tonight, everything you heard here tonight, demands a response. God demands a response from all of us. For some of you, you need to repent. Though he's forgiven you. Some of you, you've never received the touch of the Holy Spirit. He wants to touch his people. Holy Spirit is here to touch his people. And Jesus desires to baptize his church. You are his church. You are his anointed. You are his people. You are his glory. You are his bride. You are his chosen vessel. He's come to deliver your everyone in this room that needs it. He's come to heal everyone in this room that needs it. It's his will. Holy Spirit, touch your people. Jesus, touch your people. The fire of God come upon his people. Let the baptism of the Holy Spirit come upon your people. Every person in this room be touched by the Holy Ghost. Be touched by God. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Encounter the Holy Spirit. Encounter the Holy Spirit. Be filled with His Spirit. Be filled with His Holy Ghost. Encounter Him. Be filled by God. Be filled by His Spirit. He wants to fill you up. He wants to baptize you. He wants to deliver you. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled.
filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Spirit of God upon your people. Be filled in the name of Jesus. 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 Experience the glory. Experience the anointing. Experience the power. Experience his will for you. Be filled with the spirit of God. 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 Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. Be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. Rekata brava baba. Hela baba baba. In Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit of God, let the fire go forth in this place. Let your anointing go forth in this place. Let your glory touch your people. Take them out from where they're in. Take them out from what they're in. Take them out from what they're in. Impart wisdom, knowledge, counsel, Imparted to God, understanding, power, come upon your people, Jesus. Let revival come. We pray that you were blessed by this message. We would love to see you in person. Follow us on social media or visit our website at www.tgpoa.com to learn more. See you next week.